Welcome to Walkinverse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome back. It's me, Kev. Today, July 26, 2020, and this is episode number 15. And in this report, we'll dig into PCR test and how they claim it's the gold standard and is being used today to drive policy in the U.S. and across the world. So with that being said, let's get started. According to Dr. Pascal Sacre, he states that this test isn't reliable as it produces simplistic answers. And it also allows the governments to manipulate results to manage what you think and believe. It's really a test that's used to instill fear for political gain and to deceive people into giving up their rights, which we're seeing today across the board. The way this test works is it collects cell tissues or samples from the back of your nose. And uh, that's why they use these really long swabs. And then they search the samples, which is your DNA, for the SARS-CoV-2 virus by amplifying the gather cells to identify the person as positive or negative for COV. And an important note is that this test is highly complicated and therefore subject to a ton of different missteps because the human error is in it. And yet this is the gold standard. Now keep that in mind as we continue on with this. As we dig further into the PCR test, the issue with the test is now starting to come to the forefront and we're seeing it more and more. Even the CDC has come out with guidelines on how to interpret the results of this test, which is funny because when did a gold standard need interpretation? Shouldn't it just be true or false? Anyway, with that being said, when you go to the White House's website and you look at their guidance, it states that for all the COVID tests, that if you test positive, you will likely, again, the asterisk there, so it tells you to look down below for what that means, but most likely have active COVID infection. And what that asterisk actually implies is that it states, quote, no test is ever perfect. All tests occasionally result in false positive results. But yet this is what they're using to lock us down. And then when we look at the CDC website on antibody testing, same kind of thing you're seeing there. It says this, quote, a positive test result shows you may have antibodies for an infection with the virus that causes COVID-19. However, this is the kicker here. However, there's a chance a positive result means you have antibodies from an infection with a virus from the same family of viruses called coronavirus. In other words, the common cold. End quote. And so what this means is that you can have just a common cold and test positive. There was an article data of May 2020, and it was around how there's now growing concerns over the accuracy of this test, the PCR test. And what it stated was this, quote, first you should know that a true positive result means that the test did find what it was looking for. For an example, if you test it for flu and get a positive result, it means that the test detected the presence of genetic material from the flu virus. On the other hand, a true false result means that no genetic material from the flu was detected. But, this is where they kind of go into the PCR, but the trouble with test PCR is that you can't be sure what you are getting is a true positive or a true negative. You have to rely on probabilities. And remember in the previous video, how I went through all the keywords they use and I went over all the sources from the CDC, the you know, New England Journal of Medicine and everything else, same kind of thing, right? It's always these terms that allow them to flip and flop however they see fit. Again, probability, right? 
What does that mean? It means, well, maybe. And secondly, they say, quote, a false positive means that the test shows a positive result, but in reality, it should be a negative result. This means that a patient may be told that they have COVID, but they actually do not. And they go on and say, quote, a false negative means that the test shows a negative result, but it should have been a positive result. This means that the patient may be told they don't have COVID, <laughs> but they actually are infected. So as you can see here that these, this test is just, it's the gold standard, but how can you even use it? And again, as I stated earlier, they contribute some of the reasons for the fraudulent results to the samples is contamination with the virus and or human error. So again, your gold standard is not very gold after all, is it? Unless it's fool's gold, which I think that's what it is, just fool's gold. And quote, here's another quote. They're saying this, coronavirus cases up the report showed that the Orlando Health had a 98% positivity rate. Now this is going to go back to the fact on human error or fraudulent or contaminated samplings. However, when Fox 35 News contacted the hospital, they confirmed errors in the report. Orlando's health positivity rate is only 9.4%, not 98, as in the report. And as you're seeing now how that this test allows them to highly manipulate the outcomes. And with all that said, let's hear what Dr. Mullis has to say about this test. This doctor is a person that actually created it. So he's the inventor of the PCR. And he says this, Kerry Mullis, quote, with regard to the viral load test, which attempts to use PCR for counting viruses, Mullis has stated, quantitative PCR is an oxymoron. PCR is intended to identify substances qualitatively, but by its very nature is unsuited for estimating numbers. Although there is a common misimpression that the viral load tests actually count the number of viruses in the blood, these tests cannot detect free infectious viruses at all. They can only detect proteins that are believed, in some cases wrongly, to be unique to HIV. The test can detect genetic sequences of viruses, but not viruses themselves. The point being is this test was designed for HIV. Keep that in mind. Now, this is the PCR test that they're using for coronavirus, and yet it was designed to, to test for HIV, but yet it's not accurate to really test for it. It shouldn't be used for this. In other words, when he's saying that it's an oxymoron, what he's saying is that the PCR test, again, cannot be used to define how much of the virus is in the body. So it's meaningless for COVID results. And again, its primary purpose is its ability to what? To lock us down, strip away our rights and liberties and freedoms. Just, just let that sink in because that's exactly what's happening. So they're using this test right now here, the PCR test today, and of course, antibodies, which I'm not going to get into, to remove your freedoms and instill a lot of fear and make you think whatever they want you to. It's manipulation, 100%. And as we continue on, Dr. Mullis continues and says this on this test. PCR detects a very small segment of the nucleic acid, which is part of the virus itself. The specific fragment detected is determined by the somewhat arbitrary choice of DNA primers, used which becomes the ends of the amplified fragment. Did you get that? Fragments, okay? Remember that. Now, when Dr. David Rancic, he's a biochemist, when he was asked about the test and the process, he expressed the following. He stated this, quote, you have to have a whopping amount of any organism to cause symptoms, huge amounts of it. You don't start with testing, you start with listening to the lungs. I'm skeptical that a PCR test is ever true. It's a great scientific research tool. It's a horrible tool for clinical medicine. 30% of your infected cells have been killed before you show symptoms. 
By the time you show symptoms, the dead cells are generating the symptoms. The dead cells are generating, not live. All right. And then when he was asked about the advice on whether one should take the test, he said this, don't do it. No healthy person should be tested. It means nothing, but it can destroy your life, which will make you absolutely miserable. Now, the question is, why would a doctor say that this test would make your life miserable? Well, let's listen to what he has to say by quoting him. Quote, every time somebody takes a swab, a tissue sample of their DNA, it goes into a government database. It's to track us. They're not looking for a virus. And one last note, takeaway from Dr. Ransnick is this. He says, PCR for diagnosis is a big problem. When you have to amplify it, these huge number of times, it's going to generate massive amounts of false positives. Again, I'm skeptical that the PCR test is ever true. Again, we, we're being lied to at unprecedented levels. Is there a virus? Yeah, I'm sure there is. But I don't think it's anything near what they're saying because we're not seeing the numbers of death or anything else. We're seeing very low, if any. We're seeing the numbers drop. And yet we're seeing this used being 100% for political reasons because there's an election in what, 100 or so days from now? It's quite disgusting that both sides of the house, left and right, are not doing anything to get to the bottom of the truth or to even stop the rioting in the street. As our cities and streets burn to the ground, lives destroyed, businesses decimated, these governors don't care because all they are interested in are numbers and votes. It's pathetic, man. Anyway, let me continue on. Sorry for the rant there, but that's what this is really about. I mean, just to kind of go on another side topic, in Washington, D.C., the mayor there, she said that they're passing a new bill where everybody has to wear masks for protection, quote, quote, but yet the government agencies don't have to wear them at all. They're exempt. Now, what the hell is that about? If this is such a pandemic, why would the virus be smart enough to know, you know what, you're a government official, we'll pass on you. So you don't need to wear a mask, but hey, everybody else needs to wear one. You starting to see the picture here? It's a scam. The whole thing is about votes and politics. That's about it. And that's how they're using this to remove all your rights. And if you don't stand up, they're going to be gone. Anyway, another article, it also reaffirms what Dr. Ransnick said, but they don't even realize what they did. They concluded the following. They said, quote, PCR tests specified for COVID-19 are possible because the viral sequence was shared globally via a public database. Did you get that? So the results are being stored in the database globally, and it's for tracking. As stated by the inventor and by many other experts, once the DNA is collected and replicated millions of times, the lab technicians then check the results into a shared database, such as one called REDCap. And REDCap is actually a government database that's used globally. It's not owned by the government, but it's used by the government. So let me be clear on that. It's distributed and it's used by over 4,300 active participants in 137 countries, including the CDC and the WHO. It's used mainly for tracking right now today, the COVID test results and the individuals. And what's really interesting is that back in April, Apijet System Corps was awarded a $138 million DOD contract to provide the government with 100 million pre-filled syringes for distribution across the United States by the end of 2020 via a project called Jumpstart. And what's really odd is that these syringes have an optional RFID tag and GPS-based location tracking option, aka contact tracing. 
And then the data is submitted to the global data store in real, for real-time injection mapping and monitoring. And thanks to big tech companies like Google and Apple, they're making this a reality. And that's why now you're seeing on your phones all these contract tracing apps being installed sometimes without you even knowing about it. And the reason why, they say, is to make you feel more confident. And they claim it's for the citizens' safety as it allows the governments to defend them against pandemics and to improve global access to essential medicines, quote-unquote, vaccines. Well, you know what? You can take your vaccine and jam it in your own arm. And why I say that is because this new mRNA vaccine has <laughs> never been licensed for human use ever. You can look that up. Look up the Pfizer study. It causes severe side effects and reactions. It's not a safe vaccine at all. It manipulates the DNA. It modifies who you are and what you are. And some of it, there was, I don't know which one it was, but they were injecting nanotechnology, which can be used to trace you in conjunction with your smart device or whatever else, or with the you know 5G networks. It's insanity, folks. I mean, this is really stepping into 1984, but in real time. Over the weekend, I was watching a movie, and what was interesting was that it was about the New World Order. It was, I think it was on Netflix or something like that. I can't remember the name of it, but they had these towers where they didn't need police anymore. And what they did was they said, we're not getting rid of the police and we'll have the FBI because no weapons are needed. When people think about something, these towers then hit their brain and freeze them, and they try to react anyway, it kills them. That was interesting. And then that was really the end of crime. <laughs> and I was thinking about that, like, my God, it's, isn't that what's going on today? It's just crazy how all these movies that were written, you know, a year ago or released in January, it's like a precursor to social engineer you into what they are going to be doing or they think they're going to be doing. If you enjoy the episode, please consider a membership at $5 a month. You'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books, as well as member-only content. The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. W-A-L-K-I-N V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.